Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 569. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will show you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. But just mention for sure, uh, program number 569. 569. I've got uh, some music for you tonight. I've got some... Um, testimonies. I've got a um, strong message from the Lord. But right now, let's go to the throne and ask the Lord to anoint this program. Lord, uh, we know that you're uh, in us, and therefore we know that uh, <laughs> you're part of us. And therefore, you're not a God that's far off. You're a God that is at hand. And I pray, Lord, that you'll let everybody know that by anointing me this evening to pour out your spirit through me so that people can tell without a doubt that this is coming from you in heaven. Because I really um, can do no good of myself. It is only you that is in me that doeth any good. And therefore, Lord, I want that good to be done because I know that uh, we have to, for not doing your work, if it's not the Holy Spirit in us that, um, and it's our desire, it is to just let you have free will in us to do what it is that you want to do and work in and through us. We have to cooperate with your spirit. <clears throat> Those that don't co cooperate with your spirit are always going to be fearful and unbelieving and they're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. They're ashamed of you and your um, your work on earth. We know that everyone in the uh, body of Christ is going to receive false accusations and they're going to receive persecution and uh, prosecution. And some people are ashamed to even say what church they go to. They love to be supported by the church. To be given food, clothing, a place to live, uh, heating, all the utilities paid. And uh, all the things, even hospitalization and all the things that come with being in your kingdom. Uh, but uh, they are not at all uh, interested in your will. The Father asks that you do. Uh, this and uh, that souls can be saved in the and the people of the church who are falling away into the temple of the um, the Antichrist he has a body it's a satanic spirit in this earth and you told us that there are many Antichrists in this world through the Apostle John and there were even at that time and now there are multis of billions of them and they all form one giant body, Antichrist. And we're living in the very last moments of time. And, Lord, it's very essential, as you know better than I, and I know, too, essential for you to bring people to you. And there's no one that can come unto you unless it be the Spirit. So let your Spirit take hold and use my body, my mouth, uh, to say exactly what it is that you want to be said on this program. The souls are saved, the church strengthened, and Lord, destroy the works of Satan. 
You know, Lord, that I'm not saying these things in an idle manner, but Satan is hitting us in our bodies and also doing everything in his power to discourage us. The false brethren in the church, are uh, they don't give uh, good testimonies because they're not allowing you to uh, speak through them. And they stutter and stammer and do everything uh, that is totally uh, of in the flesh and not of the spirit. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, so there's a lot of people that are uh, uh, not of the Lord. They, they don't do the works of God. They're even ashamed to mention that they are yours, Lord. Uh, and they've it's horrible. But here's a song uh, that I did with Gary S. Paxton. He wrote it, produced it, and directed or he directed it. I produced it. It's called I'm Holding On to the Hand of Jesus. I'm holding on.
you know, the Lord, um, praise the Lord, the Lord tells us to hold on. Just keep holding on and do it patiently because we're commanded by the Lord to, um, he, he, he doesn't tell us to, we're going to go on for another uh, five, ten years, or even maybe one year, or even maybe ten days. But just keep on holding on and uh, keep on, as they say, keeping on uh, on a daily basis because we're only to think of today. There's enough evil, uh, uh, sufficient is the evil of this day um, for us to be concerned about what's going to happen tomorrow because we might not even be alive tomorrow. And so, you know, don't be despondent. Hold on. Hold on and do it patiently because uh, patience is a virtue. And the Lord says that's one of the very big virtues in the Bible, to have patience to keep the Lord's commandments. Now, we were doing a situation here, a message yesterday from Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1, where Moses called on all Israel and said unto them, Hear, Israel. The statutes and decrees that I pronounce today in your ears. Learn them and keep them so you can put them to work. Now, it's obvious that the Lord wants us to, but this is also stated in verse 31 in that same chapter, Deuteronomy 5. And then it's in Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 22, verse 31. Keep my commandments, the Lord says, and complete them. What does it mean to complete the commandments? Some people have never even started to keep the commandments of the Lord, let alone to start them and complete them. And then he says, why? Because I am Jehovah. I am God Almighty. And I'm telling you, keep my commandments and complete them. Don't leave anything undone. It's like the Lord, when he fed all the thousands of people, he, uh, what he did was, uh, there was just a few loaves and fishes, and his disciples never felt that there would be enough there. But when he blessed the bread and the fishes, he broke them into pieces and put them into baskets. And the disciples, he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave it to the multitude. So God is a giving God, but he said he wanted to complete them. And after everyone had eaten and filled themselves, the baskets were brought in, and there were several baskets that were uh, totally full of bread, over and above them what they first started with. And so he completed feeding them and completed keeping the commandments. And the people that were of, uh, 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 of uh, the land of Israel wanted him to be king, and he wanted him to destroy the Roman rulership over them. And um, because they knew that he could heal people if they got shot, he could raise them from the dead, and he could feed them if they got cornered in a canyon someplace, that he would be able to feed multitudes, thousands of people with just a little barley loaf and have plenty left over for the next meal. So keep my commandments and complete them. Leviticus 22, verse 31. Now Leviticus chapter 26 verses 3 and 4. Now the Lord, he, people say, well, he's, uh, everything with him is conditional. And they say, no, God loves you unconditionally. No. Right here it says, if you walk in my decrees and keep my commandments and put them to work, 
if you do that. But what if happens if you don't do that? Well, there's no blessing whatsoever. Leviticus 26, verses 3 and 4. If you walk in my decrees and keep my commandments and put them to work, then I will give you rain in its time or in its season, and the land will bring forth its products. What products? Well, fruit, vegetables, iron, uh, all types of alloys, pearls, steel, it comes from the iron ore, copper, magnesium, all the different things that's the products are that are in this earth. And the tree of the country, the field, the ground, will uh, give forth its fruit. Now, Psalms, even in Psalms, Psalm 103, verse 18, to such as keep his pact, I mean, the deal or the covenant with the Lord. It's a pact, P-A-C-T. And those that remember his commandments to put them to work, to put them to arbeiten, as a work in German, or trabajo in Spanish. If you put them to work, to such as keep his pact, that's his covenant, and those that remember his commandments, not to just read them over once lightly, but to remember his commandments and to put them to work on a daily basis. Because you know, oh, you never know when the Lord is going to come back. And if you're not keeping his commandments, if you're not putting them to work, if you're not going to arbeiten and mach schnell, schnell, and if you're not going to be pronto, if you're not going to be instant in season and out of season, well, nothing is going to go well for you at all, my friends. And if uh, I were not your friend, I wouldn't be telling you these things because the things I'm telling you will save your soul. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of people that are so zealous about this work uh, of mine that God has given me in a very supernatural way. And then there are actually people that are in this church that are ashamed to be associated with uh, the church. They they go out and they give a different church name that they're going to because they don't want to suffer the persecution with me. And uh, that's pretty lame. But we have some letters here, but there are people out in the world that are being saved through this ministry, and we're going to read a letter now, Okay. Have you got a letter? Yes, I do. Okay, read it, please. Dear friend, I come to you in Christ, whose blood was shed on the cross, that the world would be saved. We praise and thank the Lord for the rich ministry he has given you, a ministry that brings sinners face to face with the living Savior through the dynamic Radio Africa. Thank you and God bless you. I would be grateful if you can help me with Bibles and teaching tapes and books for our Bible study groups. Hope to hear from you soon. Truly yours, Evangelist uh, Martex Mayama from 
Accra, Ghana, Africa. Okay, here's another letter. From Fort Smith, Arkansas. On Monday, while upstairs talking to a sister regarding going witnessing, I saw out the window a woman walking down the sidewalk. My first thought is I wanted to go out and give her a piece of literature, but then I thought she would be gone by the time I got downstairs. But as soon as I thought that, she cut across our lawn and started walking down the driveway of the church to get to the apartments behind us. So I said, that's the Lord. And I went downstairs and grabbed the first piece of literature I saw while praying that it be just the piece of literature for her. It was brace yourselves. So I went out and met her. At yeah, the that's a piece of literature that I wrote uh, not so long ago. Okay, then what? So I went out and met her at the end of the sidewalk. I gave her the piece of literature, and I invited her to church and witnessed to her. And she told me she had almost committed suicide two days before. And her ex-husband had just told her that she needed to find a church and commit to going for six months, but she could only find dead churches. She was crying and said she knew it was the spirit that led me to her. We talked for a while, and she came to services that night. And also last night, she said she was trying to get the apartment next to us, but didn't know if she could afford it. I told her I would pray with her about it, and she said it would be nice to be able to walk over to church every night. Yeah, now, the, a lot of people were saying, is Tony Alamo dead? Because the people in the church never say that this literature is from Tony Alamo and that Tony Alamo is preaching in the church and teaching on a daily basis because it's obvious that uh, they don't want to be associated with me and God is liable to sever them out of this church uh, <laughs> because... Uh, that's no good to uh, for people to not know that I'm alive and uh, still working uh, the works of the Lord. I'm doing the Arbeiten. I'm uh, and a lot of people go to the church and they say the the literature is powerful and the radio programs are powerful, but it's dead there because everybody wants people to believe that they're the pastor and they're not. Uh, I am the pastor of this church, and anything that they're receiving from God most likely is coming from me because mm -hmm. they polyparate it, but they want to make people to believe that it is coming from them. It's like people will be uh, get out on the streets, they'll say, um, how do you know that for sure there's really a God? Instead of giving my testimony, which proves without a doubt that uh, I really believe that there's a God because... I have uh, given up, uh, which I don't consider it anything at all, but I've given up this Beatle album that I have. It's worth over $100 million, I've been told. And uh, I'm um, given up a career out in the world. There's nobody in their right mind that would have turned down the things that I was doing unless uh, that I really had a supernatural experience with the Lord. And the people in this church don't say that, and so everyone, they, I, uh, I've talked to a lot of people that came to the church, and they said, well, we thought so-and-so was the pastor of the church. We thought this person and that person. This is why I put my pictures up all over the church, because God didn't want people to say that they're the pastor of this church when they're not, because... They don't have the anointing, and people recognize that when they come to the church. 
they uh, are not doing the works of the Lord as well. And when they are saying, yeah, well, this is what uh, they'll try to explain that there's a God and they're not anointed to do that. But, uh, and they totally disregard my testimony. It's because they're jealous. The people in the church are jealous and they want to be the prophet, even though they're not prophets. They are not. They don't have a, a message at all. And uh, I want everybody in Radio Land to know that. So when you come to the church uh, and uh, think that the people there are anointed like I am, they're not. And a lot of people are disappointed because uh, they don't have, they said, we almost felt like we were going to backslide. And the church is not that full, but we do have a strong mailing list. There's a lot of people in all foreign countries that uh, know that I'm the pastor and that it's my literature that they uh, are uh, receiving and that I'm the one that's sending them the literature and the uh, t-shirts and the sweatshirts and all the other things. And that's why the Lord told me to do these messages on radio because he doesn't want people to believe that I'm dead. Now, even tonight, there was a person in the church out in Falk that he said that he was uh, talking to this woman on the street. He was obviously uh, flirting with, uh, or allowing her to flirt with him. I guess his wife wasn't giving him enough attention. And so she, uh, she, he was letting her do that and says, well, you could come to church. And what church did he mention? Gloryland Christian Church. He says this Gloryland Christian Church that he belongs to. And, of course, that isn't the name of the church. At first he says the top, he was going to say Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, but then he said the Gloryland Christian Church. And so I called him on the phone and asked him, well, what are you ashamed of to tell people that you're associated with me? Because there's a lot of dogs out in the world that are saying all kinds of fallacies about me. Is that what it is with you? Uh, and he was uh, dumbfounded. He couldn't speak. What's his name? Carlos Parrish. His name is Carlos Parrish. So uh, he's he is not uh, a, a member of this church anymore, any longer, because if he's ashamed of the name of this church, because there's been so much evil said about it, well, then I don't want him in the church. If he's ashamed of me, I've always been ashamed of him because he's, um, now he works, he has spurts where he works and where he doesn't work at all. And he has to be put out of the church. But, um, you know, the Bible plainly tells that um, that isn't the work of the Lord if you're ashamed of the people in the church or your pastor and trying to make himself look like he's somebody in the church and that he's just blatantly standing in the pulpit telling people about how this woman was flirting with him. That isn't preaching the gospel, is it? No. No, and so I don't want him in the church at all, and I don't want him to um, distribute literature or be out on the streets uh, with my literature at all because he's given them the name of a different church that uh, is, does not exist 
instead of saying it's the Tony Alamo Ministries. And so I'm controversial, yes, because it's very controversial today to tell the truth and to rebuke people publicly when they are not worthy of being in this ministry. This ministry was called out of heaven. I never would have quit the career that I had out there if it wasn't for God stopping me dead in my tracks out in the world. And then because of the people in the church, all of them want to say that they, uh, they don't mention the name of Tony Alamo. They don't mention my testimony, which would definitely win, has won so many thousands of souls that it's, uh, it's just, uh, unreal to most people. But, uh, so they're trying to wing it on their own and they're exalting themselves. I'm not exalting myself. I never have. I always did promotions for other people out in the world. I did the promotion for Sonny and Cher, for Best of the Beatles, for the singer Rovan, and for uh, even the Democratic Party came to me and wanted me to do the promotion for them. But I quit all that when the Lord spoke to me in, in the uh, an office. This is a very dramatic and very unusual testimony that proves that there is a God in heaven and that I really believe it or I would have never. I haven't sold my Beatles album at all. I still have it. And uh, it, it's, it's just uh, like so much uh, dung to me. I don't want to sell it. I don't want to be in secular business at all. And therefore, uh, I've given it up for the Lord to do his work and that's what i'm doing right here is rebuking somebody in my church that shouldn't be there i've been uh the church has been supporting his wife and four children and uh he's uh, a nothing in the church i mean somebody that won't even tell people the name of the church because we live in a small community and people have heard all the filthy things that they've said about me and he doesn't want to be associated with it. What he doesn't realize, and what the people in the world don't realize, is I never wanted to be a preacher, a teacher, or an evangelist, or a pastor, because I was so ashamed. I didn't want to ever be connected with the people that are pastors, preachers, teachers, and, and so on, because uh, they're, to me, they were always so much garbage, because uh, I knew that what they were saying, just uh, seeking for money, and things like that. They weren't doing the work of the Lord. And that's what this message is about, is that if you put the commandments of the Lord to work, you don't make people think that the church doesn't have a pastor. And when you're not anointed, nobody believes that you're a pastor. If the woman would have thought you were a pastor, she wouldn't have been uh, trying to uh, entice you if she wasn't. If you were of the Lord, you wouldn't be trying to brag about it in the pulpit. Why, do you, you think that you're the only person that's ever been uh, talked to by a female? I guess you must. But there is a pact to keep. You know, people, there was a man in the Bible, Elisha, who wanted to follow in the footsteps of Elijah, and he uh, followed him and told him, you know, to give him a double portion of his ministry and he said if you see me go up to heaven he says then this will happen 
And he did, and he was given the mantle of Elijah. And the first thing he did with is he's opened up the sea. This is an unusually incredible uh, testimonial. The Lord says to keep my commandments and complete them. Uh, you people in this church, and I'm talking to my own church, are not to make believe that I'm dead and that there's no pastor here. Because if you do that, then you're worthless. You're working with the Antichrist. As a matter of fact, you are Antichrist. Because most people say, well, if there's no pastor there, then it's not a church. And it's for sure people can tell that you're not a pastor. Keep my commandments and complete them. Uh, be honest. Because you're a liar when you're trying to make people believe that I'm dead. I'm alive. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, Leviticus 20, that's uh, Leviticus 22:31. Leviticus 26, 3 and 4. If you walk in my decrees. In other words, honest. Honest. And keep my commandments. Why are you trying to make people believe that there's no pastor here? Or that there was this supernatural experience that I had with the Lord and many others, and you don't mention that at all on the street. They say, well, how do you know there's a real God? And they'll start talking some mumbo-jumbo to people. You're not supposed to just quote uh, little sayings that you have or some scriptures. Alone, you have to give scriptures too. But they say, nah, there's no God. And you, nobody knows uh, uh, who's, uh, nobody's ever seen God. Well, uh, that's right. They've never seen God the Father because he's the Spirit. But they saw God in the flesh in Jesus. Jesus was a man. And so they saw him, but God was in him. He was a God-man. So if you walk in God's decrees, his precepts, statutes, and all, and keep his commandments and put them to work, not do the exact opposite or to make people think that there's no pastor over here at this church just because I don't come into the pulpit uh, every night or even at all because the Lord told me not to because he didn't want me to entertain a bunch of people that are just there for the food. Then I will give you rain in its time, and the land will bring forth its products. And the tree of the country, uh, the field, and the ground will I give its fruit. God will uh, pay off. Psalms 103, 18. To such as keep his pact. And these and those that remember his commandments to put them to work. But people, this bores them. If you hear the scriptures uh, more than two or three times, uh, you hear people praying to Mary, and they just pray and pray and it's for him, her to pray for them. And she can't pray for you or anybody else because she's dead. All right? Mm-hmm. And they say, well, we don't worship Mary. Well, what is it that you're praying, uh, praying to her for then? Okay, now I want you to read Matthew chapter 21, verses 28 through 31. Two sons sent to work in the vineyard. Go ahead. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, 
go work today in my vineyard. I'll go work today in. Yeah, emphasize the word work because that's what this uh, this is all about. We did a song. They're working on the building. You have to work Arbeiten on the building because it's a firm foundation. It's a firm foundation. It's built on the Word of God. And if people try to make it believe that there's no pastor in our church, that we're totally unscriptural, that uh, there's no supernatural thing that ever happened to the pastor of this church, when I've had more supernatural experiences than even anyone that I've ever seen in the Bible receive. Amen. All right? And the Lord stated, so, you know, you take out a bunch of people that believe all the filthy things that have been said about me and... Uh, I just don't want them in the church anymore. Who wants people like that in this church? And if I get wind of it, you won't be here. Okay, go ahead. Uh, two sons sent to work in the vineyard. Go ahead. Verse 29. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he repented and went. Verse 30. And he came to... Uh, his... He repented and went to Verk. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, fool. Okay, then what? He didn't say, I repent, and then just do the same thing over again. Like this Carlos, who said he repented after he'd been put up before. And then he's doing worse now than he did before. Okay, then what? The second voice, voiced in the voiced. Okay, what else? Verse 30. And he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Yeah. I go to work, sir, but he didn't go to work. Then what? Verse 31. Whether of them twain did the will of his father. They say unto him, the first. Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Because they do the work. When they, they get saved, they really get saved. And then they come into the spiritual realm. And they start allowing the Lord to work in and through them. Then go ahead. And that was it. Okay, I mean, uh, go ahead with this one. In Mark 13.34. Give to every man his work to complete, to begin and complete. But there's so many people, not only my church, but churches all over the country that never do the work of the Lord. They hustle people for money. The Lord says to feed my sheep, not fleece them. Amen? Amen. You know what it is to fleece the sheep? You just dig and dig and dig more money to put your filthy uh, half gospel or three quarters or 90% gospel on the, on the TV or on the air, and then you give them so much evil, 10 to 10%, that it is uh, counterproductive. Okay, go ahead. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work. His work. Everybody's got a work. Not your kind of work, but the work of the Lord. Amen? Amen? God doesn't give you work to do for yourself because come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
I don't want you to work anymore. I want you to let me surrender your entire life over to me so that I can work in and through you. I can use your body to do godly work instead of your work. I don't want you figuring out what to do. He said, because I don't want you to do any good or evil because your idea of good is different than mine. And your idea of evil is different than mine. I want you to, I want to use your body as my temple. You're the temple of God. And I've been bringing messages for a long time now where the temple of God is our bodies. And the Bible states that uh, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that uh, Satan, the Antichrist, is going to come and start sitting in the temple of God. Well, that means that the devil, the spirit of Satan, is going to take residency inside of people that are the temple of God. That means that, and in the same chapter, it says there's going to be a great falling away. That's the falling away that the Lord is talking about, is that you see the church is full of people, but they're all believing false doctrine. So they've fallen away from the true word of God and from keeping the true commandments of the Lord. And they're ashamed, you know, if there's any persecution against you, they're ashamed to say even though the Lord was, uh, they were so many evil things that they said about the Lord. And they were ashamed before they were converted to say to uh, the people in the Sanhedrin uh, to say that they even knew Jesus. So it's the same kind of demon in Carlos. Uh, he's not converted, and it's obvious that he's not spiritual because he's on the streets putting uh, himself and the uh, work to shame. I'm glad that he never said that uh, he was from my church, because my church, I am on fire. The, where the Lord dwells in me, he dwells in fire in me, uh, with the Holy Spirit fire. The Holy Spirit and fire, and it's keeping me alive. But he, I'm not dead. He's the one that's dead, okay? Amen. And so, um, yeah, so, did you finish there? No. Okay, Mark 13, 34. And commanded the porter to watch. Okay, read it fast now. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work. Okay, now when Jesus was here, he worked. Day and night, he worked, did the work. And so now that he says, uh, I've gone away, he says, now uh, that uh, when your soul, I save your soul, now you come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Sabbath, I want you to end, to have an eternal Sabbath now, just to rest in me and let me do the work. And if you let me do the work in you, well, then you are a fellow yoke man with me. You're doing the work, yet it's me in you that's doing the work. You can't lead anybody to me if you're not, if it's not the Holy Spirit in you doing it. Now, how many pastors will come out and smear satanic people in their church? They don't want you to believe that they're satanic people. But if it's a real church of the Lord, that's the very church that the enemy of your soul, Satan, will come in and try to destroy and there's been, I mean, this man thinks he's real cunning. 
but he just cunning himself out of this church. Okay, because I am the pastor, and I'm the one that has the big testimony. There's several people in the church that said they had millions of dollars before they came here, but they're liars, because I was there when they got saved. And they're broke. They come with no teeth in their head, and their glasses going goo-gow on their heads. And, you know, they got holes in their shoes, and they don't have uh, much, which is okay. Just come as you are, and yes, this is fine. But don't make false statements in the pulpit or on the streets. My meat is to do the will of him. John 4.34. Read that. Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Work. So uh, if you're to finish the Lord's work... Then what are you doing uh, lying? The Lord never lied. Amen? Amen. Uh, but you can be content, you poor soul, to be so easily cheated. You're cheated by the devil. Uh, and because uh, and he cheated you by... Because um, the fire is going to burn you. The fire will not burn you less into which you are emboldened to put yourself you're emboldened to put yourself in the fire because it's obvious you don't believe that there's a judgment because there's a wave that comes over you and owns you in an ill turn an ungodly turn tells you that it will not hurt you that hell will not hurt you So you're so easily cheated by your own um, ego to exalt yourself as pastor of this church and teacher. There are several in the church in Los Angeles that are te They would never call me to ask me questions that uh, young baby Christians are asking, but they try to tell them themselves. And then there's others in that Los Angeles church that um, uh, they back up liars. And you find this sort of thing even with Jesus. You know, he had 12 disciples and one of them was the devil. And uh, your, uh, your, co your conscience says that you're not going to get burnt. You're not going to be hurt. But you should be hearing, rather, what the God of truth says in regard to this. What does the God of truth say to this sin? And by what names does the Lord God call it? You'll find that whatsoever is dreaded by us or hated I hate false people. I don't care if they're in my church. I hate them even worse if they're in my church. Because my church is built on the foundation of uh, truth, the word of God. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hide the sins that are in, any more than the Bible hides the sins of Judas Iscariot. Mm 
that the Lord loathed, hated them in all the world. Because they are borrowed and applied to sin. Here's what God calls it. The vomit of dogs. Doesn't God call it that? Amen. That these people that were saved and they go back uh, to sinning again, he calls it the vomit of dogs, the venom of serpents, the stench of rotten sepulchers, graves, dung hills, and jakes, the wallowing in the mire of pigs. Deadliest diseases and sores, gangrenes, leprosies, and all manner of plagues attributed to sin. I mean, you could read Second Peter 2.22, Luke 3.7, Romans 3.13, Second Timothy 2.17, 1 Kings 8.38. Read. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 22. Have you got it? But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Luke 3, 7. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized of him, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? This is what John the Baptist says. I'm not going to baptize you vipers until I see the works of God coming out of you. I don't see the works of God coming out of many people in my church. And this is where Satan is hitting the hardest because I'm the one that's hitting the devil the hardest. And a lot of people know that. Okay, so read that. Romans 3, 13 and then... Uh, you find Second Timothy 2.17 right after that. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips. Okay, Second Timothy 2.17. And their word... And then find First Kings 8.38. And then go ahead, read that Second Timothy 2.17. And their word will eat as doth a canker of whom is Hymenias and Philetus. So he's not ashamed to mention their names in the church, is he? No, amen. And I'm not either. This is Carlos and many others, like Jennifer. She spreads fallacy in the church. Okay, now 1 Kings uh, 8.38. What prayer and supplication soever be made by any man or by all thy people Israel, which shall know every man the plague of his own heart, and spread forth his hands towards this house. All right. So you make your own plagues for your own self. It's for sure. Hell is racked for an expression to set it out. All these things out. All the people that set this... Uh, do these things, shall be cast into the lake of fire. 
it being compared to very fire of hell itself. James 3, 6. Chapter 3, verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Because, because of the penury and straightness of these appellations, not able to express its full uh, horrendousness, therefore it is called by its own names as the worst that God himself can say. Therefore, here it is, quote, sinful. Sin, Romans 7.13. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, worketh death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. Now what shall be done to the thing that the great God of heaven and earth uh, hates? Uh, and thus he loathes, and loathes with such names as dishonor, thereby to signify his abhorrence of all these things. Every gracious heart will soon resolve that he should pursue it with fire and sword till we have executed upon it the judgment written in its utter ruin and destruction. Number three, the nature of sin as the word defines it See its description, quote, sin in the transgression of the, is the transgression of the law. First John chapter three, verse four. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. A few words, but of much weight, enough to press the soul that commits it to hell. And I see my time is up. And it's time for us all to pray. Amen. Amen. So why don't we pray, everybody? Hmm? Uh, it's so easy to talk to God. It's just talking to him. He's everywhere and he'll hear you. Uh, and he'll answer you and show you great and mighty things. Say this prayer to the Lord. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God and that he died on a cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open up the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus and Father, God with the Holy Spirit, all three are you are one and come in the whole Godhead into me and wash all my filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed on the cross for me in the body of the man Jesus you will not turn me away 
Lord Jesus, you will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord. And um, keep reading the King James Version of the Bible and share and tell them how they may receive a copy of this program. Number 569 is free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alama saying tune in tomorrow for another message that will save your soul and strengthen your soul, your spirit. And here are the Kingsmen now to sing for you. Wasted years, don't even waste a day. Keep busy doing the work of God. Here's wasted years. Just give it up, that load your back.